0: I greet you in Christ's name this morning, and uh, I have uh, decided to talk on uh, being a person of great conviction. And for you, uh, the children here, I want this to be understood by all, by everybody in the building, and uh, I would, I, uh, a conviction is just something that you hold dear, or that you do life by, ideas or thoughts. Or how what what makes you do what you do for the kids here does that do, um, i 'll ask you uh, do you pray before you uh, you eat a meal? Anybody you guys pray before you eat why there you go uh, we have a conviction we have from from God, or we have a conviction to do that for the Lord. There's different things that we do life by, and I wonder how on some things in my life, why I do what I do, and how have I come to do that. Uh, I thought I would share a little story about, uh, we were traveling here a few weeks ago, we were out in uh, Pikes Peak in uh, Colorado, and uh, I wanted to hike Pikes Peak that was kind of my goal when I went out there. For probably a m- couple months, I wanted to hike it, and I thought when I'd go there, I'd, I'd go hike this thing. And, but uh, anyway, that didn't, uh, that didn't turn out. Me and Abe went up on top of the mountain the first on When we got out there, we went out there to see what this would be like, and so we, went, we, we decided to go drive all the way up and then just figure out if we could possibly do this. Well, uh, it was in the 30s and rain up there and sleet, and uh, uh, we decided right then and there we're not we're not built for this we're not doing we're not even going to try this. I, I was out of breath just running up the running up a couple of rocks and getting out just so I can see out. And you can ask my kids, you got lightheaded just just moving around. Now if I would have had built a conviction to do this, uh, I, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered if I. What I felt at the time. I would have built myself up to this. It wouldn't have been something that I just wanted to do uh, on, a, on a whim. A conviction is something that you, you, you strive for as you, you built into something that is a part of you. So it can be uh, uh, like for to, to hike Pikes Peak, what you need to do is exercise a lot and discipline yourself and built yourself up to it and then you could eventually climb it and people do all the time and it wouldn't have mattered if it's raining in thirties that, that would really matter because when you go there you would do because that's what you set out to do wouldn't matter if your buddy said no we're not doing this or we are or not you, because you, a conviction is something that you do for yourself personally you know you, you uh, determine in your heart that's what you're doing so I'm gonna uh, argue for uh, to being a for being a person of great conviction.. Um, I'm gonna pray, dear father, thank you for. This day, thank you, Father, for this opportunity. Thank you for your holy word, Father. And I pray, Father, right now for the Holy Spirit to be present and help us to grow and to learn from you, Father. Speak through me and to us all, Father. Help us all to grow and be people of conviction for your uh, for Your honor and glory, Father. Help us to grow up in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, I was thinking about a who who I could share with you guys that is a person of great conviction and, and a year or two ago uh, Lane had brought a book home from i don't know if he i don't I forget where he got it, but it was about Eric Liddell and he was a runner or he was a person that lived in and uh, was born in the early 1900s and then he went to the Olympics or actually he went to college and there he competed in different sports, but he ran he was a really good runner so he ended up in the 19, early 1940s. He went to Paris to compete in the Olympics as a runner. 100-meter dash was he really good at. So, but it fell on Sunday when he was supposed to compete. Now, he was a person of conviction. So where was his mom? Where was his dad? I don't, it doesn't say that he was that they were there or his church to tell him that he should or shouldn't run. And but he would not, because of his conviction against running on Sunday, or because he kept that as the lord's day, he wouldn't compete on Sunday, so they had to race without him anyway. then he competed on another he competed in a four hundred meter dash dash, which was I guess four times as long, and he set a world record on that and he he wasn't even known to be that good, but it said that he figured out that he would just run the first two 200, 200 meters the fastest of anybody because he knew he was faster than everybody else in the, in the beginning and then the last he would leave it up to the Lord and he set a world record and he also competed in, and he won gold there and then he also competed in 200, 200 meter dash and won silver or bronze or something there and the next year he went back to China he was born in China to missionary people so next year he went back and, uh, and was a missionary to the Chinese people and then in the night, and at 43 years old, he was in captivity and he died because of lack of uh, medical help and nutrition, they said. And, and some people in the camp said that they never heard him speak of anything, any, any bad about anybody, and he taught them to pray for their enemies. I'm just saying, I'm bringing this all out to say that he was a person of great conviction. He knew where he stood on issues. And that's what I'm asking all of us to know. I'm not, I'm not looking to my dad. I'm not looking to my church. I'm looking from scripture, uh, how, to, how to do life. Build conviction in your heart so that you know where you stand. And we heard in Sunday school that the end times are coming. And so let's not blow around so we know the truth. Joe brought up a really, really good uh, question. How can we know that we can stay to the truth? And that is by building good convictions. And the base of a conviction is faith in God for a Christian. There's a couple ideas on how to figure out if you're a person of conviction. Uh, A person that has... uh, Yeah, person of person of conviction is is a, uh, one thing is is one question is I have you they diffuse conflict. So uh, a lot of times when something comes up and you feel emotionally uh, emotional about it and you quickly want to defend yourself or or uh, things get heated between two people. The chances are you're feeling insecure about what you're who you are and where you belong. So. Um, being a person of of stability and of truth, will you'll feel a lot less need to defend yourself. So I wondered about that in myself. Sometimes when I feel challenged or criticized, I'm quickly to defend myself, and I'm going to say, wait, wait, "Wait, Hold up, hold up!" You know, and you get emotional about it. But that's not that's not a person of conviction. So people could come against Paul or Peter. Maybe we were learning about Peter, and, he, and he could listen and and uh, just uh, take it instead of just getting angry. Okay. And another thing is, uh, you defeat temptation when you're tempted. In many, er- we are tempted in many areas today. I wrote down in many things. And when you're a person of conviction, you can you can stand against temptation because you know where you stand on this stuff. You are prepared, person of conviction and another thing is you must direct others Um, uh, a person of conviction is a person that you can ask advice on stuff and is solid and stable and is wise give wise wisdom when needed also you deliver help so a person of conviction delivers help because we are made to serve each other to serve the people of God serve the church serve the community Person of conviction does that. A person that isn't as much might serve people uh, when it feels good or when it's convenient. You know, an un an un- uh, an undedicated person. And you must be able to discern right from wrong. Person of conviction would know right from wrong. It does. It's not. Not everything is just a gray area and it's, it is what it is. It's a person knows, a person of conviction will know right from wrong. And that is, these things I struggle with myself. Uh, and some of this stuff comes with years of learning and growing. It doesn't just come to you saying I'm a, I'm a believer now, now I know these, know these things. I'm gonna read in uh, Romans chapter 14. Uh, we had studied this in Sunday school. And it talks a little bit about uh, uh, what I feel is a person of, a person, or, or yeah, it gives uh, advice on handling people that don't have strong convictions. But either way, it it is personal. You need to know for yourself. The base for, for a conviction needs to be in God. It needs to be our faith in God. The base for a conviction needs to be faith in God. Uh, we can have, uh, we can have. I think that we all have convictions. We all have pr- uh, principles or ways that we do life, the ways we react and stuff like that. Maybe unintentionally sometimes. But um, a person that is intentional and has, has great conviction knows the word, like we heard about today, and needs to have faith in God that his word is true. I'm going to read Romans chapter 14. I'll probably read the whole whole uh, chapter here. Um, and it shows to me, the way I read this is there's going to be a bunch of different people in the body, in the church. And this is how we uh, we need to receive them. Um, I just bring this. I bring this up to, to make us realize that that there uh, there are different. Uh, I, I wouldn't say different levels of conviction, but uh, different growth in a person's life. And it take, takes a while to develop a really strong convic- conviction for right or wrong. Receive one who is weak in the faith, but do not dispute over doubtful things. How do you know if, if things are doubtful? It's by knowing or having strong convictions of what you think. And I have a list here of, of things that I'm talking about, uh, things that we face. Uh, doubtful things: how we use money, or entertainment, music, TV, time, modesty. What are we doing to share Jesus? Okay. So different things that come up, and you say that this person is a Christian, but he does this and this. Don't dispute over a weak. Don't dispute over the one is that is weakened the faith. Over doubtful things. Verse two, it says, "For one believes he may eat all things, but he who eats—I'm sorry—but for one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let him not who eats despise despise him who does not eat, and let not him him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. Who are you to judge one another's servant?" To his own master he stands and falls. Indeed, we will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. And I think that we all belong to Christ. Why should we judge our brother or our sister? Um, it says, why do you judge another one's servant? We are all servants to the Lord. So let's not judge each other in in these uh, things that, that people, uh, that they have they haven't grown into uh, strong convictions yet for something. Alright? One person esteems one day another, above another, and another one every day alike. Let let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord. He who gives thanks, he does it to... Uh, And he who does not eat, to the Lord he does not eat and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives, for none of us lives to to himself and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that we might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you judge your brother? Why do you show contempt to your brother? for we shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So each one of us shall give account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another any more, but rather resolve this. Do not put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in your brother's way. And that's probably where I'm I am thinking that uh, there's a lot said here why we shouldn't judge a brother and things they do or don't do um, because we all belong to the Lord. And another thing is do not put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in your brother's way. And how can we know uh, if if, uh, if we're putting a stumbling block in our brother's way if we don't know where we stand ourselves? We need, to, we need to know where we stand on these things. <clears throat> Verse 14 says, I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus Christ that there is nothing unclean of itself but to him who considers everything to be unclean. To him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy your food, the one for whom Christ died. So it's basically being intentional, knowing knowing where you're at with things. Being intentional and not offending your brother. Therefore do not let your good be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and things which may edify one another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. It's just more of saying, knowing where you stand. And I think back then, uh, when uh, Paul was writing this, it was talking to the church, and they, they had an issue with taking meat uh, that was offered to idols. That was the problem. And uh, and I'm just, I'm asking us to build, build strong character, maybe, or strong... Uh, Knowing where we stand on things that we face today, like money, what are we doing? How are we giving? Are we giving? What are we doing about that? What if what if you know your brother doesn't give, or gives a lot, or what, don't judge him for that. That's or dress, or or time spent uh, listening to music or something like that. We need to know where we stand personally. In verse 23 it says, He who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. So whatever we do with these things, we need to do it from faith in God. Example for somebody that lived with strong convictions uh, is uh, in Romans four, uh, verse eighteen to twenty-two. Romans chapter four, and that's Abraham, and we and we could go back and look how he left the land where where he was born and traveled and all that. Um, verse eighteen. In chapter four. Who, contrary in hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weakened to faith, he did not consider his own body, already dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Okay? So it's somebody that went through life with promises that God had made and keeping them and had conviction that God was going to bring it to pass. And we also know from the story that he tried to deviate from that or tried to turn away from that. He tried to to help it along (laughs) uh, with... uh, a servant or something. It was another son born, but that was not God's plan. He, he, he could have just listened to God and kept what he already knew. That's and God came through. He was, a, he was a person of conviction. And we know that from him leaving the land and then, uh, believing what God had said. And there's, there's more, more things that we know, uh, from Abraham's life, uh, that he did then later on, but uh, yeah. So I just, I want to pe- be a person of strong, uh, strong conviction in the Word, based in the Word, but know where I stand on things. Commitment to Scripture as one's authority, so. That's what I'm saying is I want to be, have commitment to Scripture as my authority. And then also a set of beliefs, a specific beliefs and, con- uh, and convictions based on that authority. So uh, I think I had asked Faith, uh, I don't know, when it was a week or two ago, we, I was talking about different things that were coming up in our lives and, and just different things where I was wondering where I stand at. Uh, for instance, Bodhi. Like I grew up not voting. A Christian didn't vote. So where do I stand on that? Do I have a do can I just kinda of go one way or another when I'm with somebody, I'll say, yeah, sure, I'll vote, or or when I'm not, where do I stand on that? So I want to build a conviction strong from scripture so I know where I stand on these things. That's that's just one that's one instance. So as telling faith I would like to write down where I where I stand on things and and, and maybe have my own uh, set of Uh, yeah, a set of convictions or uh, constitution or something. And then also the courage to act on these convictions. So if I know something is wrong, like lying, I will not lie. That's just how it is. If I know that it's wrong, I've built a conviction against lying or or thieving, I just won't do that because I want to act on, on that truth. And we know from Scripture that is not that is not from the godly. That god godly people don't lie. And um, so I want to build a conviction that says uh, that I know I know uh, why I don't do these things. Not just because I have n- always I've not always done that, or I've it's just from growing up. I've just never I knew that it was wrong to lie. But why I want to know that. <clears throat> yeah, I think it goes back a little bit. Uh, just to get into Sunday school and knowing the word. James brought it out, knowing the word and art, being able to argue from the word uh, why you don't do these things. I know it's nice to gather uh, support and, uh, and sometimes you can gather conviction from, from your brothers. That's one way of, of growing. Um, but it needs to be personal. I think that's what I gather in, in chapter four. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter fourteen in Romans. Uh, it, it needs to be personal. Um, okay. I think uh, years ago I used to, I used to believe that the church told me what, what should be done with my children or how I should raise my family and things like that. I want us to build convictions for our own families. Have have people stand up, especially the men, and the women, but especially the men, build convictions so you know where when things come along, and believe me, uh, things do come along. So what are you going to do with whatever? Lots of lots of things. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, uh, verse 23 of chapter 14 it, it had said if we, if we don't do it in faith it's sin so that's uh, if you have built a conviction and you feel that God has shown you but you don't act on that it is sin that's terrible sometimes God has shown me something but then later I doubt it and turn away from it uh, that's not that's not right you, you need to well, if God has shown you something then you need to act on that and have strong convictions for it. Stand, 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 your ground. And I'm saying that for myself. And I'm coming back to my list, uh, different things that we face today, and that we could argue about, and set up different things in the church uh, to try to help people stay, uh, stay godly, so that we can be there when the, uh, in Sunday school, when when things will burn up, and we either go to heaven or hell. Uh, so i go back to my list. What are we going to do about money? we we'll all make money probably. We'll all probably have money. How are we going to handle that? What has the church said maybe? But what, what have we decided from Scripture is the right way to do this? What are we going to do with entertainment? Music, TV, time. Uh, what are we going to do with our time? What is godly? Uh, modesty. What are we going to do about sharing Christ? Uh, have we built any convictions for that? What does it mean to love your God with all your heart and soul, strength and mind, and your neighbor as yourself? Um, have we any convictions? Have we any, any uh, uh, inner guidelines for our family, how we're going to serve Christ like that? And our neighbor. And in closing, I have uh, I have taken in closing I have taken a verse out of 2 Timothy four eight. Uh, I just said I, I wrote down it's worth it, it's worth it to build good convictions so you know where you stand because um, I think I've I know this being unstable is not a peaceful life. Because if you know to do good but don't do it, that is sin, right? But if you know it, and then you end up not following through with it, that takes away your peace. It's worth it to know to know where you stand on issues. Second Timothy verse, uh, chapter four verse eight says, "Not there, it is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also all who have longed for His appearing." That's to the ones that are faithful and have stood and have decided uh, to put their faith uh, to action. Not just, not just with words, but to action and know where they stand on on all these issues, on, on everything that comes along. So I'm calling us to grow in the Word and keep our faith in Christ through His, uh, through his Word. Thank you.